You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. And we are off and running on this Friday, August 7th. Welcome in. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. We have done it again, people. We've made it through another week. Congrats to you. And of course, this is the Gordon Damer Show. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And if you're new to the show, I should probably point out that this is home to Michael K. Show trivia champion, Gordon Damer. And of course, uh, home to also the dual title of a Stump Rothenberg living legend, Gordon Damer. Now effective up to 87% accuracy. And I have the receipts. All right, but of course... Maybe more impressive than those two things is the fact that I am a grown man who was able to get a haircut this week. Fantastic news there. And also a grown man who now, get ready for this, has electricity inside his house. Woo, look at me. It happened. It all fancy. Electricity inside the house. Wow. That's fun. And I know some of you are still uh, dealing with it. I know uh, people on Long Island have certainly been uh, hard hit. So uh, we have something for you. If you had had issues or are having issues, uh, we have something in the poll question for you. But you still have my sympathies. And uh, now we still have uh, the show on the road for today because we didn't get the power back until like uh, 8 o'clock last night. And uh, if you're up and working at this time... Eight o'clock at night is like midnight uh, for for normal people. It's like it was way too late. So I'm not, I'm I, at this point after dinner happens. I'm I'm not moving. It doesn't. I could be lying in the middle of the road and I'm not moving at that point. So uh, so we're doing this show on the road again today. And after today, it's vacation for me. So the next two weeks, I will not be on. Don't keep tweeting me. Did I get fired? Everybody always asks me that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I just don't uh, inspire a lot of confidence in my job prospects. But everybody always asks, as soon as I take a vacation or I take a day off, hey, what happened? You get fired? I've never been I don't think, oh, have I been fired? I guess I technically have been fired. If you don't, if you don't renew a contract, that's being fired. But well, that's a story for another day. So uh, we're getting ready for the big vacation, so pray for me. That's what I'm saying, people. Pray for me. All right, but lots of stuff on the slate today. Yankees lost a game. That's always newsworthy. Islander fans, you're embarrassing yourself. And I can say that because you know me. They're my New York Islanders. They're your New York Islanders, and they're probably more than your, they're more yours than mine, but they're also my Islanders, and I feel like I have to have a little intervention for the uh, Islander fans. Uh, Tiger Woods impressed at the PGA Championship after I said yesterday he's not going to win the PGA Championship. Do I regret saying that? No, I don't. Plus, uh, we got to uh, the NBA. I feel like the NBA just the NBA just needs to get to the playoffs already. I feel like all this warm up is it's almost taking away from the fun of it being back. And I don't know if you've noticed. Oh my God, we're we're gonna dive into some very touchy waters today. Some very political waters. LeBron and President Trump have gone back and forth, and I'm sure that's going to be big news with a lot of shows today. I have one point to make on that. And it's a point that nobody can debate. But let's start with the baseball, because the Yankees lost the game yesterday, fall to the Phillies 5-4. Not even the Yankees 
can win all the time. But still, what are they, 9-3 and three on the season? That's still pretty good. Still pretty good. And uh, Jordan Montgomery got roughed up, uh, kind of highlights some of the starting pitch- pitching issues that the Yankees have uh, had. The issues, the issue being everyone not named Garrett Cole has largely been terrible. Uh, an ERA for non-Garrett Cole-named people on the Yankees staff of an ERA of 7.22, which it's not good. It's not good. But still lost by a run. All right, so the big thing is the Yankees are going to the playoffs. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to get too worked up about these games considering how weird the season is. And based on the fact the Yankees are going to the playoffs, top two teams in every division go to the playoffs. Yankees are in first place. The two second-place teams are both 5-7, and seven, and one of them is a team the Yankees have beaten, I think, 300 times in a row. Now, the 300 number is not an official number. I don't believe that that came from the Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, I think that's just in my own head. You know what? That's another thing. The Elias Sports Bureau. They didn't go with the sports desk or the sports paper. They called themselves a bureau. Kind of bougie. But, all right, never mind. Uh, Gary Sanchez hit a home run yesterday, which is noteworthy because it's a sign that Gary Sanchez hit something. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's not been he's not putting, been putting the bat on a lot of balls lately. And even with that home run, Gary Sanchez's slash line of 097 an OBP of 176 and a slugging of uh, 200 something. When you add up, when you add up the uh, on base percentage and the slugging percentage for the OPS, uh, you add it up, uh, carry the one. It comes up to heart garbage. That's what it comes up. His OPS. If you want a term for his OPS, close your eyes. Maybe not if you're driving, but close your eyes and scream as loud as you can, as hard as you can, for as long as you can. That's what his OPS on the season looks like. So Mark Teixeira was on the uh, Michael K Show weekly spot. Is he on every Thursday with them? I don't feel like he's a, a, he's a, a set day of a week guy. But he's on every week with the Michael K Show. And Mark Teixeira, fantastic job moving from uh, the playing field. to the, He always says things that kind of generate some heat. And that's what his job is, is to kind of generate some heat. So yesterday he was on the Michael K Show. And he was asked about players struggling right now is can you really blame them for struggling given the way the season has kind of gone here's mark to i really can't honestly don i mean whether it's injuries or, or performance issues i mean this was a situation that no one has ever had to go through i mean um i think we see it a lot when guys do from injuries you might be off couple months your schedule is completely thrown off your, your timing is thrown off and whether it's a pitcher or a hitter and so when you see guys come back having basically three weeks of summer camp and then being thrown into a season where they have to social distance you know you have a lot of uh, of the issues with travel and COVID and everything you're, you're just going to see some really weird stats early and um, you know guys like Gary Sanchez he's much better than this um, I mean, obviously, Pete Alonso is much better than this. Glaber Torres. I mean, Torres and Alonso were, were two of the best 10 players in all of baseball last year. They just need to get on track. So there's Mark Teixeira. So basically saying that out of the three guys who have really struggled so far this year, that Sanchez would worry him the most. That would be I think second. Gary Sanchez is probably the only guy between the Yankees and the Mets where you st- start to wonder, is, is he, he going to turn this around this year? Because his at-bats are looking really bad. Okay, so there's, uh, there's uh, Mark Teixeira as he rides off into the sunset. And I think that's fair, right? At this stage of his career, 
I think even the most ardent Yankee fan, which I think I'm a pretty big Yankee fan, uh, would have to say that Gary Sanchez has been a disappointment and has regressed as a player under Aaron Boone. Keep in mind, one of the reasons the Yankees made the change at manager from Joe Girardi was that Joe Girardi's personality seemed like at least the perception they left was that his personality grinded on the players. Joe was always in, like, war mode, right? He every, grind out every at-bat, grind out. And that that approach did not work with all the players. Also, you'd have to say at least the perception on the outside was that the fact that Joe Girardi would criticize Gary Sanchez. Now, keep in mind, what he criticized the fact that that's considered criticism is ridiculous. But it was thought that Aaron Boone was brought in here because his personality was going to be able to ease up the, the clubhouse for the players and allow them to blossom. And at least in part of that, Boone was brought in to kind of have this gentler approach that would unleash the talent within Players like Gary Sanchez. Obviously, not everyone responds to the same approach. And it's only been 12 games. But considering that it's 60-game season and that Sanchez has looked lost. Now, look, he had a home run last night. Maybe that'll get him going. Who knows? He's got a long way to get going, right? Like, he'd have to get really hot just to kind of get back up to league average at this point. And it's not like we haven't seen this before. You know, the other two guys... Alonzo and Glaber, we've not really seen anything that resembles these kind of struggles at the major league level. And not that he's regressed every single year, but Sanchez has regressed as a player. I'm not going to get bogged down in all the numbers, but let's use something simple like OPS plus. OPS, obviously, is on-base plus slugging. That's the stat. If you want to know how good a player is, forget home runs, forget RBIs, forget batting average. Nobody uses batting average. OPS is the stat to use. On-base percentage plus slugging percentage. OPS plus is basically that, but then it adjusts the score so that 100 is league average. Anything above 100 is above average. Anything below uh, 100 is below average. And if, if, if it, the, the OPS plus is 150, that means that that player, whoever that player is, is 50% better than league average. If it's 120, 20% better. Okay. So Gary Sanchez, when he burst on the scene as a 23-year-old wonderkin and uh, put up an OPS of plus 168, so 68% better than league average. The next year's first full year, still excellent. Maybe not, obviously not as good, but, you know, getting used to the league, first full season, an OPS of 126. Then it comes along 2018, which by all measures was a disaster. His OPS plus was 89, which means he was below average, right? He was hurt. People questioned his effort. People questioned his defense. That was his worst season. Last year bounced back and had an OPS of uh, 119. Now keep in mind, this is supposed to be his prime. So when you see him get off to the start that he has gotten off to, not just that he's been cold, he's been so bad and has looked so lost. And considering 2018, I do think that that has to be a worry. Now, that first season, I think, might be unrealistic to ever expect that again. You know, when a guy comes up and bursts on the scene like that, 
you kind of think, all right, this is this is the jumping off point. Wow, if he's doing this as a 23-year-old rookie, imagine what he's going to be like next year. Imagine how he's going to be. And Gary Sanchez was not one of these guys who just kind of came out of nowhere. Sometimes, you know, teams have prospects that like that, that uh, there's not really that much advanced hype. Gary Sanchez, if you were a Yankee fan, you would uh, you you would have been hearing about him for a while. But the idea that this change in approach was all of a sudden going to unleash the beast, this managerial change was going to unleash the beast or unleash the Kraken, uh, that has not happened. Now, don't mistake me for the, the get Gary Sanchez out of town crowd or he's a bum, trade him, cut him. I'm not saying that. But when he had a year like he had two years ago and now 20% of this season is gone and he's been abysmal, you do have to be somewhat concerned. Now, if I were to be asked which player I'd be most concerned about, it probably would not be Gary Sanchez because even as bad as he's been, I do think that he will get better. I think he's certainly talented enough to get better, and he can't get any worse. And it's not like the Yankees are suffering with him, right? Like they're still rolling along with him doing basically nothing. If I were to be asked about which player I would be most concerned about in terms of the team prospects, it clearly would have to be Pete Alonso. Now, we kind of touched on this yesterday, and we'll see. Maybe Alonso will go on a bit of a run here. They're facing off against the Marlins. Certainly seems like a team that you could face off against, and all of a sudden, you know, I don't think the Marlins are for real despite their start. But as we touched on yesterday, the Mets don't have the type of team that can consistently beat you in a bunch of ways. You know, the idea that pitching and defense, because they got one win like that, that they're going to get more wins like that, I think is a fantasy. They basically have to win one way. They need to ride their offense. They need to score a bunch of runs on most nights. And the good news is they have the lineup to do that. And the good news, the better news, is that their division is wide open. That's, you know, Strasburg is not pitched. Scherzer's now down. Who knows how long he's going to be. The Braves just lost their ace pitcher. The Phillies' bullpen issues have been just about as bad as the Mets. Now, the problem is the Phillies have Joe Girardi, and he'll probably figure those out. But there's no reason why the Mets can't compete. But to do that, they need Pete Alonso. After all, I had heard he had overtaken Aaron Judge. Is it, did you hear that? I heard that. Now, maybe I have rabbit ears, and I'm just you know more sensitive to these. But I kept hearing that Pete Alonso was now the best guy in town overtaken the face of New York sports, the people's champ of New York. That's ridiculous. But the, 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 the bigger point is that the Yankees don't need Gary Sanchez to do much to make the playoffs. Now, when they get there, you'd certainly like to have somebody who is not an automatic out. But the Yankees don't need Gary Sanchez to do much to make the playoffs. They will make the playoffs this year, even if Gary Sanchez continues to do exactly what he's done so far, which has basically been nothing. Without Pete Alonso, though, the Mets are sunk. You know, at this point, when you wake up and you check Twitter, really, uh, at, at this point, I'm just kind of waiting for the contact from the aliens, right? Like the way this, the year is gone, it's almost like uh, you're unsurprisable. Is that a word, unsurprisable at this point? So I saw that uh, John Tavares was, trend, was trending, former Islander, right? So I click because that's what you do. And who said, again, who says I don't do hockey? I think this is, uh, is this the first time we've done hockey this week? Or did we mention the Rangers? Did we ever mention that? I, I meant to mention that. We only have an hour, people. It, it goes by very quickly. So he had a turnover last night, Tavares. And um, 
it turned into the game-winning goal for Columbus or whoever. And it was uh, all the Islander fans reveling in his mistake, right? The guy who uh, left the Islanders for Toronto and all, you know, the bed sheet picture is constantly up. This is now his second year in Toronto. And for the Islander fans, my Islander fans, my people, it's time to let it go. You're better than this. The best revenge is living well, as they say. Not hanging on every action by a guy who left you. It's like when you have a friend and the friend says that he's over the breakup or he's over the divorce or he's over whatever, but then proceeds to tell you everything the ex is doing or did, or then you're obviously not over it. And you should be over it. You should be over it. You're living great. You're living very well. You don't have to worry about him anymore. And the complaint, it, it never made any sense because the complaint, even when he left, was, well, he didn't tell the team that he was leaving, so we didn't get a chance to trade him for something before he left. So he was supposed to be loyal to you, but complete, you're completely fine if you had no loyalty to him. Plus the contract. I mean, what was the contract? Like $70 million? I mean, move on. Let it go. Go watch the movie Swingers. Go, that's a movie you should watch to deal with breakup. Learn how to deal with a breakup. Now, it's a little dated. Some of the language there kind of seems like it's older than it actually is. But don't tell me we didn't make it. We made it. All little, our little babies all grows up. Grow up and move on. That's, the, that's the, the message. All right, so the poll question. The poll question is, who had the worst week? Now, I had a lot of different contenders for this. So we narrowed it down to four. Do we have a little introduction music, Brian? All right, great. I was going to say, can we play it now? There we go. All right. So our first contender. Well, really, if you had a worst week poll today, next week, three weeks from now, our first contender could probably make that list any given day. Our first contender is Major League Baseball umpire Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez is your first contender for who had the worst week. The second contender for who had the worst week. I have to pull it up here. Oh, here we go. Is the person who we focused a lot of our attention on in the opening segment of the show. And that would be Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez is the uh, second contender. The third contender for who had the worst week, the New York Rangers. Who says I don't do hockey? And then finally, the fourth option for who had the worst week, PSENG. Now again, I had lots of different contenders. Could have gone with the baseball rules that made uh, sense. Obviously, that did not make the cut. Uh, I could have went with uh, the whole Nick Swisher or Ozzie Guillen thing. That could have been a real contender. But then you have to include both of them. That doesn't make any sense. I could have included Bryson DeChampeau's driver that he snapped. I mean, the golf people going crazy about the guy snapping his driver. I mean, oh, my God, the amount of tweets about it. Uh, people, calm down. All right, fine. I get it. I, I, we don't need that many tweets about it. So I didn't go with that. I didn't go with Yoannis Cespedes because that happened on uh, Sunday, right? That was Sunday. All the days. I mean, can you tell the one day from the next anymore? I can't. But those are your four contenders: Angel Hernandez, Gary Sanchez, 
the Rangers, the New York Rangers, not the Texas Rangers, the uh, the New York Rangers, or a PSENG. Well, if I had to narrow it down, <sighs> again, Angel Hernandez, always a strong contender, but again, any week is horrible for him. I mean, he's just he's terrible. He's terrible at his job. And I can say that as no, I, I, I he's 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 a terrible lump. Everybody agrees. Players agree. Managers agree. Baseball agrees, which kind of makes you quite like baseball. Can is there something you can do? Is there some rule you can put in place where you would be able to remove someone who is destroying your own game? You would think that that would be. So that's a very strong contender. But I almost feel like that. I mean, he's ta- he's terrible all the time. So. The fact that we're only narrowing it down to this week, it feels like um, he's not the the right choice. So I I guess I mean I put PSENG because that's my power company. I don't know. Does Long Island have a different power company? I think they have PSENG too, right? They used to have Lilco. That was one they had. I think everybody's PSENG now. You have in the city, obviously, you have Con Ed, and uh, I know that they, they probably didn't do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they did. There's never been a time where people have said, you know who did a fantastic job? People don't like Con Ed. Yep. No, nobody likes Con Ed. They're almost like they're almost like the Angel Hernandez of power companies. So I I put in PSENG. Certainly if you have Con Ed, you can go with them too. I mean, it doesn't really seem to be uh, any difference there. So uh, whoever you want to to vote on there, you can certainly vote on. I guess if I had a, a vote. I think it it kind of right. It kind of has to be the power companies, right? I mean, it is really not. I mean, the Rangers had a terrible week too. So much for that talk about any experience in the playoff is good experience. <laughs> Does it? Is it still good experience if you get bounced out in the quickest way fashion or are never competitive in really any of the games? Is that still good experience? Do you remember that experience? Do you think that the next time the playoffs roll around, the Rangers will say, you know what? Let's go back to the experience we had last year, and let's use that as a jumping-off point for this year. I guess, though, if you had a, if you had a vote, you'd probably have to go PSE&G. And I, I'm guessing PSE&G probably will win the poll question. But it's up on Twitter. It's uh, at uh, Gordon Damer, so you can certainly uh, vote on it there. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, you know what? Let's uh, squeeze in a call. Do we have calls already, Brian? I don't have the, you know, I only have the two uh, devices. Oh, Greg is in East Meadow. I always can count on Greg. Greg, what's going on, my friend? Good morning, Gordon. Yeah, Angel Hernandez leads that list virtually every week. And you know what? Baseball had the power over the umpires, and I'm sure they still do when their contract rolls around. But um, they really need to exercise that power at some point in the next contract negotiation, put up some real strong rules where they're able to fire people, you know, as opposed to saying, well, you know, he's a union member and there's really nothing that we could do because they've demonstrated in the past that they're quite capable of firing people. They end up hiring them back because they're spineless, but they're definitely capable of firing them. And I think they should exercise and put in strong rules to allow them to do that. With guys like Angel Hernandez, because of the threat of a lawsuit, you know, baseball cows housed Angel Hernandez, he's absolutely brutal. Um, listen, Gary Sanchez has always been a concern of mine, and I'm not a guy who wants to go to Gary Sanchez. I know what he brings to the table, ultimately. When he's right, he's, you know, he's really a guy you want up. But the bottom line is, I always have that thought, it's a share hit the nail on the head, in a way. I always feel like when Gary's going bad, 
is this when he stays dead, when he turns into a pumpkin and never turns back? Because, listen, when he was a younger guy in his first year in the league, he was a lot like Judge. He was really satisfied with going to right field, and he had a lot of home runs to right field. Now all he wants to do is hit 450-foot bombs, and he does. I mean, he's a guy that leads the league in home run length, I think. But it's it's always been my concern that he's gonna he's gonna regress and then at some point never bounce back. Well, I mean, with, with the, two years ago, with the way that he performed over the the course of that whole year. Now I know he was hurt sometimes. I think he only played about half the season. Uh, but you take a look at what he was able to do that year, that uh, kind of gives you the the floor for what Gary Sanchez is capable of. And if that's the floor, if he's reached it once before, he could certainly reach it again. And in, the, in a weird season, a short season where he's gotten off to this kind of start, it's not uh, – It's not, even as, as someone as optimistic as I am, I don't think that uh, it's unreasonable to think that he could really struggle throughout the course of the season. I mean, in his – using the term floor. His floor, by the way, is frighteningly low. That's another reason. Like, some guys, their floor isn't so low. His is really, really low, which is also what leads me to believe he's the kind of guy that he could, you know, he could he could sink and then never come back because, I don't know, his body language is terrible. I, listen, maybe I'm reading into it because I know he's going bad, but when he's going bad, like, he just reeks of going bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, as bad as he's been, and Greg, thanks for the call. Um, I mean, he's he's been as ba- about as bad as he can be. Now, maybe the home run gets him going. He does seem to. I mean, he does always put up good power numbers in terms of home run total. Uh, even the year that he was terrible, he still had 18 home runs in what was it, uh, 89 games. Okay, so uh, it wasn't quite half the. It was a little bit more than half the season, but that's about on track for what he does. You know, most years. But overall, that year was was horrendous. I mean, he had questions about every single thing. Defense questions, effort questions, injury questions, performance questions. So uh, hopefully this is not going to be the case. But it's just crazy because it did seem like one of the reasons the Yankees made the move from Girardi to Boone not that it was specifically about Gary, but it, it was at least part about it, right? Like the personality was going to be able to unleash Gary Sanchez. This is now his third season with Aaron Boone, and they have not nearly been as good as the two seasons that he had with um, with um, Joe Girardi. Two-two. Calhoun down the right field line towards the corner. It's a fair ball. And the Diamondbacks will win the game, and they'll win the series. Their first series win of the year. They come back to win it on a full Calhoun walk-off. Five to four Diamondbacks. Ooh, the Diamondbacks, a little uh, win there. A nice little walk-off win against the Astros. So the Yankees lost yesterday. Couldn't use them as the uh, moment of inspiration. But the Astros losing, that's always fun. That's always good, right? We can always go with another Astros loss. And I can't find my glasses now, so I'm, t- I'm having difficulty reading the screen. But let's just take a look. Let's take a look at some of the Astros. Uh, you know, it's early on in the year. They're 6-6. Six and six. But uh, let's see. Uh, Springer, he is uh, hitting 182. Hmm, that's strange. Off to a slow start. On base percentage is 321. Okay, so not awful there. Slugging of 409. Not very good. Not very good. Uh, Jose Altuve. Former American League MVP award that he stole. 
Uh, oh, Jose, he's get, he, he, got, he had a good night last night, three for four. So he is now up to uh, 192 on the season with an on-base of 288 and a slugging of 400. Ooh, big, big numbers there. Uh, and Alex Bregman even. Hmm, I wonder what's different this year. I guess it's just the strange season, right? Bregman's hitting 235 with an on-base of 328 and uh, slugging of 490. I'm sure it's just the uh, unusual aspect of this season that is uh, is getting to the uh, the Astros star players. Has to be it, right? But there's your moment of inspiration for this uh, Friday as of course we take you into the weekend. It's the Gordon Damer show, 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer, all about who had the worst week ever. And you might be thinking it was you because you're living without power. Now, Brian, you said that there might be uh, some uh, issues uh, at the studio. Yeah, I just saw someone tweeted out, and then I just saw it on ABC that uh, oh, okay. that we're losing power Finger around. Finger on the pulse. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully, it's not a, 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 hopefully people can still hear me. Yeah, the I lights mean, were flickering was... a little bit, but uh-huh. I think they can still hear you. So I think uh, that that's part of the re- – I, I think uh, maybe we should not have included uh, the uh, power companies in the poll. I think question. they were listening. <laughs> that might have been the, That might have been the issue. But who had the worst week? Angel Hernandez, Gary Sanchez, the New York Rangers, or PSENG? I use the PSENG just because that's mine, but obviously you could throw Con Edison in there. Somebody brought up that you could put in the cable companies as well. They did not have the, uh, the best week ever. So any of those uh, utilities, if you will. The only utilities I know generally are the electric company and uh, the railroads from, of course, Waterworks from monopoly but uh it is the gordon damer show home to of course michael k show trivia champion gordon damer as well as stump rothenberg living legend gordon damer now up to 87 percent. i do have to say isn't it great to see the pelicans just completely fall out of the playoff mix after everything the nba did to try to finagle away, come up with some excuse to get Zion in there to kind of, you know, boost the ratings and, and get another star in the playoffs. Last night they lost to the Kings. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure on all the rules. I know that the playoffs start the 17th, I believe. Uh, but I believe also that if you lose to the Kings, that automatically eliminates you from playoff contention. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll check with the Elias Sports Bureau for that. But... I did notice something else yesterday, NBA-related. And look, this is this is a hot topic. And I'm sure it's going to be a topic that comes up on all the shows. Everybody's going to have their opinions. My opinion, though, is, is not even debatable. Like, you cannot really have any issues with my point of view on this at all. And, and look, I don't usually dive into the politics of it because I, I like doing the fun stuff. I like having jokes. I like having fun on the in the morning you know the, the politics is the opposite of fun generally it's the that's the antithesis of what i like about sports so i usually avoid it but lebron came out yesterday had a very strong response to president trump about whatever who i, I don't care i don't i'm not going to get into that what's important though and i think that we all should come to an agreement both sides of the political aisle is that he said about President Trump's opinion that he could care less. Now, people, look, you can have whatever political opinion you want, but when saying that you don't care about what the other person is saying, 
the only reasonable phrase to use is you couldn't care less. Saying you could care less means that you have some level of caring. How is this still a thing? It's obviously I couldn't care less. Gordon, what do you think about this political issue in sports? I couldn't care less. What do you think about Gary Sanchez? I could care less. I have some level of caring about Gary. See how this works? They're words. And I'm not. Certainly, you know me. I am not the, uh, the, uh, the, the spelling guru or the uh, grammatical guru or any type of English guru that you want, if you have a guru. But how is this still a thing? I could care less. No, no, you couldn't care less. You couldn't care less. Because if you're saying that you could care less, that means you have some level of, 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 of caring. And I actually checked this out. Webster's Dictionary, the bougie people over there, they say that they're synonyms. No, they're not. They mean directly opposite things. And I get things wrong on a daily basics, grammatical mistakes, punctuation, all these different things. Spelling. I was trying to spell bureau this morning. I was really having a hard time with it. So I get you get things wrong. But this is one that is kind of seeped in the back door. If you don't care about what someone is saying, like you don't care about me right now, if you don't care about what someone is saying, it's you could not care less. I could not possibly care. That's when you really take it to the new level. When you really don't care. I could not possibly care less. That would be like saying, you know, there's a new one now of you don't give a, a, a blank, right? That would be like saying, I could give a blank, right? Like, that's the same thing as saying you could care less. Can we all agree on that? That's a, that's a mistake. From now on, let's all agree that you could not possibly care less. Is the only phrase to use. I, I don't see how anybody could argue it. And I'm sure that there'll be lots of opinions about the whole back and forth thing because that's uh, what we do. But one thing that's not to, to be debated is that you could not possibly care less is the only proper phrase to be using. It's 2020. Come on. Let's at least agree on that. Oh, such a big day. Such a big show. And I'm getting ready for vacation. I'm already in vacation mode, people. And apparently so is the uh, the power grids in uh, New York. Uh, yeah, apparently now it's trending that uh, there's been a blackout on the Upper West Side, is it? So that's not good. That's not the way you want to start your weekend. But our poll question, which is up for today, and maybe that might, I didn't know this was going to swing things before the poll question started or when we unveiled the poll question for today, but it's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer, who had the worst week. And we uh, included Angel Hernandez, who, you know, probably a contender every week. Gary Sanchez, despite the home run yesterday, the Yankees lost. The Rangers, who were eliminated from the playoffs basically uh, before the playoffs even began. I mean, you couldn't go out much quicker than that. I mean, that was, woo, lickety split. And then, of course, uh, PSE and G, but really that's uh, uh, just uh, using all the power companies. So if you have Con Edison in the city, uh, that, that you could use that vote for uh, for them, PSE and G in Jersey and Long Island. So uh, it looks like uh, now with the, the, the news this morning, PSE and G, which was already leading, although not by as, as wide a range as I would have thought. I would have thought that they would have blown away the field. But right now the Rangers are actually number two. 
that untapped market there of the New York Rangers frustration. But who says we don't do uh, we don't do hockey? We do hockey all the time. So there you go. Uh, but the uh, the PGA the PGA Championship underway yesterday, and uh, had some very strong comments yesterday about Tiger Woods. And I, I will stay with it. Tiger had a, a round of two under. The uh, current leaders are at five under. They're Jason Day and Brendan Todd. Now they have Jason Day listed first. I feel like you should break all ties on the leaderboard just by who has the more golfer-sounding name. And if you were to go with Jason Day or Brendan Todd, you'd have to say Brendan Todd is a more golfery kind of name. And then there's a huge pack of golfers. Uh, I don't know how many it is, but was it eight golfers at uh, four under? You'd have to say Brooks Kepka. He ro- he probably should be the guy, right? Because he, he you know you associate his name with golf. He's won majors in the past. He's he's probably going to win this one as well. So. Um, I would think that that would be the first person because Tiger Woods, obviously golf name, right? You immediately associate that. He's always at the top of whatever pack he's in and it's not going by alphabetical order then. So Brooks Kepka should be the first guy listed as the uh, people at four under. But it is uh, actually uh, right now uh, Scotty Scheffler, which eh, is a pretty golfy sounding name. But um, look, Tiger put up a round of two under yesterday. So... People are already now, oh, my God, Tiger, here comes Tiger. Tiger's not going to win. And people are, there, there are certain things, I guess in every walk of life, that people are just incapable of being realistic about. And people are completely incapable of being realistic about Tiger Woods. When he won the Masters last year, that was only last year. Wow, it, feel, it feels a lot longer ago than that. But when he won the Masters in 2019... It was like when you won, if you had doubted him up until that point, you were the crazy one. Even though he had gone, what, 10, 11, 12 years without winning a major? So do I think that Tiger Woods, after one good round, the amount of things that need to go right for anyone to win a major, never mind someone like him who has had the back problems and all the different health issues, uh, I don't think that uh, he's a, a real contender. It's nice that he's in the mix. It always makes it more fun, and I can completely understand why people are interested in Tiger Woods because he is bigger than the sport that he plays. But it's a stacked leaderboard, including a guy who should actually have the level of focus uh, that uh, that is given to Tiger Woods, and that's Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, since 2016 at the majors, is 74 under par. That's incredible. The next golfer on the list in that time frame is Jordan Spieth, who is at 22 under. That's a pretty wide range. So, yeah, Brooks Kepka. if you're going to say someone is the favorite right now and probably even the favorite going in, it's Brooks Kepka. So we'll see if he continues to uh, dominate and see if he continues to uh, troll Bryson DeChambeau, which it seems like he does. I, I, I got to be honest, I don't get the uh, the golf feuds as much. You know, the other sports feuds, it feels like, uh, I don't know, the trolling there doesn't uh, doesn't feel like it has the same impact. Um, but we open with the Yankees. Let's uh, close a couple of other thoughts with the Yankees. Jordan Montgomery obviously got roughed up yesterday, and it kind of highlights the, uh, the starting pitching issues, which I guess you would have to say if you're going to attack – the actual issue of the starting pitching issues, the, the the first concern would have to be James Paxson. Somebody tweeted me about, you know, what do you think about James Paxson? I'd like to believe that, that, that his struggles, that his velocity issues, 
are just an indicator that it's early on in the season and that he is still kind of, you know, it's an unusual kind of year, even with the three weeks to kind of get up to gear and get up to speed, that that was not enough time for him to get up to speed. And hopefully that as the season kind of goes along and the season does keep going on, right? We've had a little bit of a of a, a leveling off of normalcy, it feels like, even though, you know, the Marlins issues and the Cardinals issues, we've gone a couple of days with nothing else popping up. So hopefully this is now a sign that we've we've kind of entered a, a a level of normalcy with the baseball season that maybe other things will pop up, other players may test positive here and there, but that we're not going to be I mean, it felt like there for a week or two that it was just a matter of time before the baseball season was going to be canceled. It doesn't feel like that right now, but of course things can change very quickly. But in terms of Paxton, I'd like to believe that it's just a kind of a weird year. He says he's healthy, which you would kind of expect the player to say. Everybody's healthy until they're not healthy. But it is, it is a bit of a concern to see his velocity drop the way it is because he's a guy that you are relying on. And at least so far, Yankees are winning games despite the starting rotation being basically abysmal. So let's hope that this is a sign that, you know, a couple more weeks, a couple more starts, that things will start to get rounded into form with some other guys. You know, Montgomery had one good start, one bad start. Hap is what Hap is at this point. I don't really expect much out of him. But Paxton is a guy that you do expect a lot out of. And he has not uh, performed so far. He's not looked like the guy that you saw at the end of last year. So you're hoping that, that in a short period of time, it would not be all that unusual for a few more starts to go along and that the velocity eventually gets back up there. Let's put it that way. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Poll question, as I said, is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. But let's get a couple more calls in here before we uh, get out of here at the top of the hour. And let's go to uh, Steve in Chappaqua. Steve, what's going on, my man? Gordon, first of all, again, you are the best. Your humor, your take on things, your self-deprecating, you know, uh, shtick is like, so enjoyable. It's so much fun to listen to you. Thanks. Anyway, about the uh, I could care less, couldn't care less. Uh, at one point, I thought, you know, this kind of, uh, it's not a big deal, but the, the incorrect uh, grammar or vocabulary, what have you, I used to think was uh, because of the education in the African-American community. But then when I hear Hermit would say his self instead of himself, and then I heard Dan Marino say the very same thing. I heard oh no! Say, I think look, it's it's a it's so where, not where they come from uh, and how they were taught. I don't think it has anything to do with school. I was I, I went to fine schools. They they, they couldn't per, they couldn't penetrate my brain, and I make mistakes all the time. But that's one that I just don't understand why anyone. And it, it started. It, I don't feel like it started that long ago. It started like in the last I feel like fifteen years where I could care less became a thing. And, it, and I think now that's the more used phrase, and it's so obviously wrong. I mean, just think about what you're saying. I could care less. When you're saying you don't care about something, it's the opposite of what you're saying. Right, right, right. All right, Steve. It's, it's, all right, anyway, have a good one. Yeah, all right, Steve. We only have one hour. We can only solve certain problems. We can't solve the big problems, mainly because I don't have any solutions. But the small problems, the little problems, the problems that get under your skin and annoy you from day to day, uh, like I could care less. That's one I do feel like we should be able to solve. And all you really have to do is just think about it for a split second and realize that the only proper response is I couldn't care less. So next time when LeBron has something to say about the president, which I'm sure is going to come up here sooner or later, just go back and forth. 
So I'm sure that he can use the proper, you know, I couldn't care less. That's all we can ask for in 2020. All we can ask for for now is that the show is over. So all I'll ask you to do is please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And we'll be uh, tweeting out the podcast later. So if you missed any of the show today, certainly download the podcast. It'll be up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer as well. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. August 17th is the next day I'll be on. We'll see you then. Enjoy, people. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.